This episode of the Big Brother Jake podcast is brought to you by Fabulista Cookies. Their products are freshly measured, mixed, baked, and packaged. You can be sure that the goodies you receive have not been sitting pre-made for days, because that's just gross. A freshness and unfabricated homemade quality awaits you. Let nostalgia be your friend, your transporter, your memory rouser. Go to FabulistaCookies.com and let them know the Big Brother Jake podcast sent you. Jake Warner was at the controls. So sit back, relax, and check this joint out right here. Jake! Yo! Okay, here we go. So good to be back. This podcast is for the people. No, nobody knows who I am. Jake! Live from the Big Brother Bungalow in Southern California. Ready to talk a bunch of nonsense with you. I can't stand them. It's the Big Brother Jake Podcast. Yo, what's good? It's the Big Brother Jake Podcast. I am your host, Big Brother Jake, a.k.a. Jake Warner. No government name. Welcome to the show. You can listen to the show on SoundCloud.com slash the Big Brother Jake Podcast. You can go to iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and now Pandora Radio. Mm, fancy, hmm? Type in the keyword search, the Big Brother Jake Podcast, and boom, you're in there. I know I said last episode and the episode before that was going to be the last episode of 2020. I lied to y'all. I'm sorry. I was in the green room earlier, a.k.a. my kitchen. (laughs) There's no green room, but that's a fancy term for a place where people hang out, for those that aren't industry savvy. And I was contemplating not doing this episode with a few delicious beverages. But I said, you know what? 2020 has been one hell of a year. And a lot of things are happening that are hitting close to home right now. So I decided, what the hell? Let's just end 2020 on a fun, positive note. And... um. I had a few beers before I started the podcast, and as you can tell, I'm really concentrating on what the hell I'm trying to say, but it's been a good last couple weeks, and I know in my past episodes, I've talked about how crazy Christmas can be, and how much I dislike the holidays, and how much I can't wait for this time to be over. Well, no, that has changed. Forgive me, I know I'm slurring my words a little bit, but man, this drink is really good. Um, (laughs) Again, I had like three or four beers, and I switched, I tried something new, all right, so I know one of my close friends is going to make fun of me, because she says I drink girly drinks all the time, but it's okay, because it's good. Um, Newman's Own Lemonade. The Virgin Lemonade and Malbaron. And I've had a few of these and it's really good. I'm going to say that much. So, there's that. (laughs) I don't know. This is a bad idea. But I put a poll out on Instagram and Facebook and said, should I do this last, last episode of the year a little tipsy? And overwhelmingly, overwhelmingly it was like 85 percent said yeah do it so hey cheers that's me hitting the glass for you 
And um, hope you had a Merry Christmas. I'll explain why this Christmas was different from every other year I've ever encountered. Most of the time, I associated Christmas with bad things that have happened to me in my life. Bad experiences, celebrating with people that didn't want to celebrate with me, etc., etc. But it was different this year. I knew that I was not going to have my kids on uh, Christmas Eve. <laughs> I'm feeling it, man. Sorry. It's only going to get better. So, like, I'm not afraid to be alone. And sometimes I prefer to be alone because I'm so extroverted. That there's times I would just want to be alone and I have to be on, so to speak. Where, you know, I don't have to be the life of the party. Because most of the time when I go out somewhere, I'm that guy. And I didn't have to be that guy this year. I was really willing to just kick it at the crib, you know. But I said, I don't mind being alone, but I want to connect with all my old friends. And people I haven't talked to in a long time. So let's go ahead right now. This is going to be a nice little fireside chat with Big Brother Jake. So I'm going to go ahead and light this. Uh, probably not a good idea. but uh, All right. Got the little fireplace action. Hear them crinkles in the background. Radio magic. <laughs> and I got my drinky drink right here. I'm going to call this the Big Bro Jake Fruity Girly Drink. Man, it's tasty. It's tasty. We ain't done with this. So, I got a wild hair up my ass, and I said, I know two. I, I want to get out of L.A. for 24 hours. You know, I just seen the same four walls, back and forth to work, which I love Staples Center. It's one of my favorite places in the world, just because I've experienced a lot of cool things there, including career highlights in my, in my life and my career. But I wanted to get out of town for a minute. And, you know, I want to give people their roses while they're still here. And it was like, where do you go? Like, I've been everywhere. I set a goal, an expectation, not a resolution, that I was going to travel a lot this year. I had no idea that we were going to be in a damn pandemic. But I started, excuse me, that's horrible. I started the year going to Maui, Hawaii with my beautiful mother, Pamela Bradley. Shout out to you, mom. I know you're proud right now. Cheers. And anyway, I've been to Maui three times. It was going to be my fourth time. And it's like a little treat to me to get away, you know, going through a divorce and everything. And I was like, man, I want to take a trip. But I want to take it with the person that means the most to me. So I asked my mom, and I paid for a trip. And I said, like, let's go. And it was perfect. Everything was right. You know, the flight there was good. The hotel was amazing. The food and restaurants were great. The lava flows, man. Lava flows are delicious, you know. So I was like, this is perfect. The weather couldn't have been better in Maui. Not too hot, not too cold. Perfect. Like San Diego perfect, you know. And then Kobe passed away while we were there. 
And that set the tone for the rest of the year, man, because holy crap. It was crazy. But I got to be fortunate enough to go to Maui. I went to San Francisco. I went to San Diego with some amazing friends and, and visited a lot of friends that lived there at least five or six times. Um, I went to New Orleans, which New Orleans was an amazing town. And I let it go back one day. But that's a whole other episode. <laughs> so people are like, drink some more and talk us more. Okay. No, I'm not going to do that. I was raised better than that. If you pay me, if I get enough people to pay me, I don't know, $10. We, we, I don't know, I'm just tired of my ass. But no, that's another episode. New Orleans, all by itself. Went to Pennsylvania, and I went to New York City. And then we went to Florida, celebrate my beautiful baby, her 15th birthday. Shout out to Kendra. We couldn't do a quinceanera because in California, everything's closed down. So I've been everywhere, and I didn't know where to go, but I wanted to get away and get back in time for Christmas. I've done Vegas a million times. I haven't done Vegas, though, this year at all, which is rare for me. I used to go three or four times. But, uh, excuse me, I didn't want to be tempted to go and spend money that I don't have. So I said, where can I go? That's a good day drive. That we, you know, I can get away and have a good time. And then it hit me. I haven't been to Phoenix in a long time. Phoenix? Phoenix? Arizona? And two people that mean a lot to me that have supported this podcast and listened to each and every one live in Arizona. Now, for those that know and have really listened to the show, uh, one of my amazingly best friends in life, Amy Van Dyken, um, she's amazing. And she lives in Arizona. And I hadn't seen her since her ATV accident. And she's one of the people that when I needed her for anything in life, advice, when my daughter was going through stuff and she showed off her gold medals and took pictures with her when she was younger, she was there for me. And that visit couldn't have gone better. We laughed and talked at a bookstore <laughs> and just caught up. And it's really amazing to see that you could pick up with somebody where you left off. And it's like, you you know, and that was a seven-year gap. And then we haven't seen each other. And we really caught up. <laughs> but the thing that really impressed me was here's this woman, six-time gold medal winner in the Olympics. An inspiration to all one of the most down-to-earth people on this planet. And she took the time for little old me. And I always say it. Time is the most valuable thing anybody could give you. You can get a gift and take it back. You can lose money and make it back. 
anything material you have, you could always gain it if you lose it. But time is forever progressing and going forward, and you can't get time back. Even if you flow, fly back from the east coast to the west, it doesn't matter. You still have to fly there to get back. So all that time balances out. And for somebody to give me their time, it's, it means the most to me. And that alone felt like one of the greatest gifts I've ever gotten. Somebody's time. And Amy, you know, I got deep with her and told her about everything that's going on because she, she's very aware of what's happened and she's very aware of my family situation. But when she told me to keep my head up, don't change, don't do anything dumb, just be yourself and be real and that you're loved very much. Man, that touched me. Because sometimes you get to a point where you love everybody and you don't know how much you love in return. You know, but I have been blessed with some of the most amazing friends in my life. And Amy Van Dyken's one of them. She's a friend of the show. She's been on the show. Might have to have her back on. So, salute Amy. This is for you. Oh, bartender. We need a fill up. So, that was amazing. And it's so dope. I have to concentrate because I'm feeling it right now. It's so dope to know you got people that love you to death and will make time for you. And the other thing about that visit was... When you have friends where you can just be honest with each other and not front or worry about feelings or whatever, that's the dopest feeling. And I got a lot of great friends that are like that. I'm so blessed. But it was a good time. And we promised to see each other again. And then, I had a friend I haven't seen in 14 years I went to high school with. I'll just say the first name. It's my homegirl, Sandy. Now, this girl, I met her when I was in high school, ninth grade. She was new to the West Coast. She grew up in Yonkers, New York. She's Jordanian. And she was a feisty little ass, boy. She, she was feisty. <laughs> you know, when I first met her, she said, what are you talking about? I'm from New York. I'm from Yonkers, New York. Where you from? I'm like, man, I grew up out here, you know? She's like, you seem like you're from the East Coast. I was like, because I, I say water and I wash my clothes. She's like, yeah. I'm like, nah, man. I'm from out here. My daddy's from the East Coast. And we hit it off because I knew a lot about New York City. I had been there a few times as a kid. And I, everywhere she's talking about, I could tell her where it was. And she was blown away by that because nobody that she knew out here knew that. And we grew to be close friends. And at the... You know, like, from jump, we, we got along well. And it was like brother-sister, you know. And we would give each other advice on love, <laughs> what we thought was love back then. And um, when I was going through some serious situations at home, and she was going through serious situations at home that were, like, really bad, we had each other, you know. 
And it was really cool. Like, I, I was sad when we graduated because I knew that was it. I probably wouldn't see her ever again. You know, I thought she moved back to New York because she missed it so bad. And, you know, I was going to live in L.A., you know, and try to get this radio thing going. But I took a hell of a detour before I got it. But the thing is, you know, I got to see her when my firstborn was, you know, alive. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I got to see her when I had my firstborn. Uh, Kendra was one at the time. Man, I'm feeling it. This is probably a bad idea. I don't care. Are you entertained? Are you not entertained? Cheers. Oh, boy. So, we saw each other 14 years ago. And we it was really a quick visit. But it was good to see her. And we kept in touch, kept in touch. You know, I'll be in California for this, you know, a wedding. Oh, I'll be in Arizona for spring training. And we never had a chance to catch up. And so I called her. I'm like, look, I'm going to Arizona. I'm kind of doing this, like, waiting to exhale trip. <laughs> I'm going out there. I might see my friend Amy. I may not. But I need to see you and your family. You know, shout out to her husband, Mike, and her son, Jacob. And, you know, her entire family, man. Her youngest son was fun to be around. It treated me like family. And we stood up all night and talked about stuff from high school and entertain the family. But the thing is, we were able to pick up where we left off. If you haven't learned anything from me, is that I cherish my friendships and my friendships last a very long time. You know, um, my boy Pete Up, I've known him since elementary school. You know, and I bring up a lot of my other friends. You know, shout out to Alex and Janae. You know who you are. Knowing y'all almost damn near over 18 years. Y'all my homies for life. You know, I got so many people that I love, you know. And Sandy, same thing, kind of told her what I was going through. And uh, she was like, dude, and you're still surviving. I'm like, yeah. And the fact that she was like, I'm going to cook traditional Jordanian food and we're going to talk and catch up. You are not a guest in my home, your family. Amy said the same thing. And that 24 hour period where I drove to Phoenix and back was amazing. You know, so I want to shout out to, you know, Sandy. And the Abukater family, thank you for taking care of her, brother. And me, uh, let me feel at home in the wonderful gift I got for Christmas. And Amy Van Dyken, I love you to death, girl. You know that. And I appreciate you. That visit changed me because I was already by Humbug. And they were like, Christmas isn't about your gifts or, you know, all the bad things that, 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 that happened to you. Christmas is about the people that love you and the people you love. And I was like, damn, and both of them said that. So I enjoyed that visit with them. And so I knew I had a five and a half hour drive home to L.A. 
so I could spend Christmas Day with my kids. And it was the ride home that changed everything for me for Christmas. Because I, I know I know I post a lot <laughs> on social media and everybody's gonna know where I'm at, man. So if something happens to me, well he was in Chicago this weekend. But let's start there. <laughs> Excuse me. So a lot of people knew I was on my way home. People that know me well. And people know how I feel about the holidays. So every single person that I haven't talked to in a while, that are really close to me, and people that I talk to every day that are close to me. It's almost like everybody had a meeting <laughs> and decided to call me on my way home. I didn't ask for anyone to call me. And some of my most closest friends in life picked up a phone and decided to call me and tell me Merry Christmas. And that they hope I have a great holiday with my daughters. It was touching, man. I couldn't believe how sweet people can be. And that people, people, you know, even though, yeah, we're in a pandemic and we have more time than usual to stay home and make phone calls. People didn't have to go out their way to make phone calls or send texts. And they did. And that's when it hit me. It's not about gifts. It's not about the things you went through as a kid with your parents or anything you witnessed. It's about the people that are in your life right now that love you. And I felt the Christmas love on that drive home. I did. It was one of the most amazing experiences I ever had. 17 phone calls. 17 phone calls. That blew my mind. Maybe it was because I... I, I My last podcast, I was like, oh man, I hate the holidays. It could have been that. But... In reality, it didn't really matter what it was because I really felt that love, man. I really did. A couple people in Arizona were mad I didn't get to see them. And it was no slight to them. But those visits to Amy and Sandy were long overdue. And I've known them a very long time. I've known Sandy 30 years. 30 years. I know Amy going on, I think, 11. And all my peoples, man, I haven't talked to in a long time. And some of my peoples I talk to every day. All of them on that ride home hit me up to tell me Merry Christmas. Tell me they love me. And to tell me that I'm loved. And cared about and cared for. And it's always the time of year I get sad because, you know, I left my house. And my kids don't get one Christmas with everybody under the same roof. So 
always know Christmas Eve I'm not going to have them. And it doesn't make it easier. But, um, that right home, Jake, listen, brother, I love you, man. You mean a lot to me, dog. It's almost as if people knew when to call and when not to call because nobody, like, called while I was on the line with somebody. <laughs> that was the craziest part. It was almost like God, like, set that up and told people when to call. And it was like the most amazing experience I ever had. You know, some people were texting, so I was trying to keep it brief, like, hey, I'm driving. But thank you for the, the dope message, you know. Thanks for thinking about me. When anyone just thinks of me for a hot second enough to pick up a phone, it's so flattering and humbling to me. Except when it's a bill collector or somebody to curse me out. But there ain't no bill collectors. There ain't no bill collectors. It's really flattering, man. And right up until I pulled up to get my kids, there was people wishing me happy, you know, happy holidays, Merry Christmas. And it was one of the most beautiful experiences I ever had in my life. Overwhelming in a good way. It was one of the most flattering things I've ever experienced in my life. And I learned Christmas is not about gifts. The one gift I got out of it was love. That's the one thing that if we could give each other Every day, not just on holidays. We will all be better off for it. This fool is drunk off his ass. No, nah, I'm buzzing. I ain't going to lie. It's like, I love you, man. No, I hate that shit. No. But I'm really grateful. I want to experience great holidays again. And then this Christmas was fantastic because I got to be with my babies and we watched the Karate Kid movies because we're in the Cobra Kai. And let me tell you, man, my kids, they see the light. They see about Daniel LaRusso. We talked about this a couple episodes back. I can't wait for January 1st, man, because we're going to get on and cracking watching Cobra Kai. I already see some things that are happening that I call, but I digress. But it was, you know, and I did, I ain't going to lie, Karate Kid 2, I kind of fell asleep because I was driving a lot the last three days and doing different things for different people and some things I'm affiliated with. I don't, I don't want to brag on things like that, but, you know, everybody deserves to have a good Christmas. Every kid deserves to have a toy underneath the tree. And I'll leave it at that. That's not what I talk about. But if you're able to give... Any time of the year, give, man, because you never know what anybody's going through. And a lot of people are good at hiding it. My brother and I used to share clothes in high school because we didn't have enough. So that's why, you know, always look out for people, man. But I'll say this. I, didn't, I, I haven't had 
And I've had some great Christmases with my babies, but this one took the cake because I just wanted to be with them. And I got to be with some close people, and I was able to text and call some others because, you know, it's really hard to get out with this pandemic going on. And a lot of people, you know, want to shelter in place, and I respect that. And I ain't trying to crash nobody's party, you know. But it was one hell of an amazing Christmas. And I love Christmas again. I fell in love with Christmas. That's the whole point of this fireside chat with Big Bro Jake. I fell in love with Christmas again. And it had nothing to do with anything. Because I could buy myself whatever I want. And I have. And I, I don't regret it. You know, I, I can fly places I, I've always wanted to go to. And I can buy, hey, you know, I probably got like 30 Dodger hats. I ain't going to lie. That's dumb spending and bad investment. I own a dope mountain bike. I have a truck. Like, I have everything I want. But the one thing that a lot of people have that they don't realize or take for granted is the gift of love. Now, I would have been dope if I had, like, a fly-ass honey, you know what I'm saying? Like, chilling <laughs> with me on Christmas Day, too. But, you know, that'll come. That'll come. I'm not tripping off that. <laughs> oh, and I still get asked about the experiment. Man, let it go, y'all. Let it go. It was fun while it lasted, all right? It was cool. It was cool. But I ain't doing that ever again. No, I'm good. I'm good. But the gift of love and the gift of spending time, which is so valuable with people that make time for you, is some of the best feelings in the world, man. And another dope thing is I got to go back to work, which I love to do. It's my passion to mix audio. But to be able to get to do it, in Staples Center, to be a part of the ring ceremony where only like a thousand people were in the building and I was one of the people that got to do that? Blessings, man. Straight blessings, bro. Having people in your life that will make time to call you, tell you they love you, and they care about you? Straight blessings. When people call to check on you, make sure your health is good. And that they know you don't have the kids on certain days, but they want to, you know, keep your head up and, 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 and be there for you. Straight blessings. When somebody says, hey, man, we have an extra plate of food. We love to come over and hang out. Why don't you stop by? We love to have you. Blessings. And not everybody has those blessings. Not everybody has those blessings, man. So, my whole point of this show, this episode, was to let the world know that I love Christmas again. It's one of the greatest feelings to be in love with Christmas. I listened to This Christmas by Donny Hathaway, one of my dad's favorite Christmas songs, and I used to be able to listen to it. I could never listen to it without crying, ever. I listened to it probably a dozen times and only cried the first time I heard it for the season. Because I miss my dad. Because we got close right before he passed. But this pandemic 
prevented me from seeing a lot of people that were close to me. And, you know, so I take it serious. I do. I take it serious. I'm, I'm not one to belittle it, besmirge it, none of that. You know, I know it's real and I know it's capable of rearing its ugly head. You know, so whatever your beliefs are, whatever, man, just still respect things, respect people's privacy, respect people's opinions. You ain't got to agree with everything. But if that's their point of view, who, who's to say that they're right or wrong? It's what they think. There's nothing better than to know that you're loved by people or loved by a certain person. It's really a great feeling. I got three beautiful little girls that love me unconditionally with all their heart. And this is why I get up every morning and work three jobs. It's for them. To show them. Daddy will bust his ass to make sure you got everything you need. And then so. When somebody randomly texts me and it's a friend that I haven't talked to in a while. The fact that I came across their mind for a hot second is really flattering. If you could wake up next to somebody you're still in love with after 20, 30 years. Two years, two months, seven years, eight months. That's a blessing. Don't take it for granted. Make sure you tell the people you love, you tell people that you love them every day. Yes, 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 it's that. Make sure you let them know. And if you have disagreements, man, but you're still in love, work it out. Work that shit out, man. I've said this last couple episodes. This is that time of the year. I got through Christmas, man. I'm going to try and get through New Year's, and I'm going to be positive about New Year's. I'm not New Year, New Me. Oh, I'm going to lose 140 pounds. No. Simply this, man, for New Year's, the 2021. Simply this. Survive. <laughs> Survive that motherfucker. <laughs> Seriously. Because 2020 was rough as fuck. This is some crazy shit. I ended my year with my beautiful green truck needing a whole lot of repairs internally that I didn't know. Sell that motherfucker. <laughs> but I didn't even get mad when I heard how much I owed. Because I'm like, you know what? Why would it be any different? It's 2020. Fine, whatever. Get it working. I just want to pass the smog. <laughs> That's all I want to do. Pass the smog, man. Pass smog, man. Pass the smog. I'm telling you. But if you're blessed to have people in your life and you're blessed to be loved, and you're blessed to love someone. That's blessings, man. Don't take it for granted. Those are gifts. Every day of the year, it's a gift. 
Not just Christmas. But on Christmas, you can show them a little more love. Why not? So we're about to land this plane right now. Because I'm talking a lot of gibberish. I'm probably on my fourth Malibu and Lemonade. And I already had three beers before this. Two of them I shotgunned because I wanted to take it back to Navy days. And I forgot how fun it is to shotgun a beer. <laughs> but it's really pathetic when you're by yourself. <laughs> I'm a dork. So let's do this, man. And I promise this is the last show of 2020. Squash old beefs. Give people the roses while they're still here. Check on your loved ones. You never know what they're going through. Especially these days and times. Of we, we're, we're living in unprecedented times. And you know what people might have. Check on them. Make sure they're good. Not everybody's going to tell you what they're going through. Because they don't want you to know their business. I'm not saying make it their business, but make it known that you care about. For those that uh, I was affiliated with, God bless you. Talking about, you know. <laughs> Some things just don't work out. Sad but true. Even when you try your best. But I guess my best wasn't good enough. I would do that sober. <laughs> and sometimes your best ain't good enough. And sometimes people think you're crazy when you ask for more than the bare minimum. If somebody makes you feel crazy for asking for the bare minimum, they're not the right person that deserves your bare minimum or your maximum. Don't do it to yourself. Leave unfinished business in 2020. If it ain't going to be resolved or you ain't going to be able to fix it, cut it loose. Start fresh. But also, count your blessings and know who's really in your corner. Know who's in your corner. And know who loves you with all their heart. Because if you keep taking for granted... Those friends that really love you, and you're like, oh, they'll be there. You're going to lose them. That one guy that's always trying to shoot a shot with you, eh, you know, he'll be around. He won't always be around. That girl won't always be around either, bro. Put in that work. Take care of the people that take care of you, man. And I know New Year's Eve is going to be really weird for a lot of people because we're used to having big gatherings and hanging out and all that crazy stuff. But if you're blessed to have one person next to you or your family that's real close-knit or whatever, if you're by yourself on the couch with a blanket and some haagen dazs count your blessings. I count my blessing to have a platform that I've been blessed to not be afraid to use. 
And I love doing the Big Brother J podcast. And I hope you guys love it too. Because this is my baby, man. I don't mind being open and sharing my life with a bunch of strangers. If you can learn from it, live to hear it, crack up laughing from it, be inspired by it, or tell me to shut the fuck up about it. I've done my job, and I love it, and I'm happy to do that. Thank you for listening, man. Seriously. Every time I see how many people have listened, whether it's 140 or 1,013, it really warms my heart. Because anything other than zero means you guys care enough to listen, even if you skip through it. So any chance you can, tap in. Get familiar and join the movement. I am so thankful for each and every person that's listening. So what I'm going to do, put the fire out, finish a couple more of these. Maybe drunk text some people. And then take my ass to bed and get ready for work tomorrow. So until then, for for real, for real, for real, Latin Goodbye Style, last episode of 2020 of the Big Brother Jake Podcast. I say to y'all, cheers. And <clears throat> wait for it. Doses! You're listening to the Big Brother Jake Podcast.